it always comes down to world championship medals. No one can take away from you. If you got a medal, you got the medal for life. World records come and go, but the medals are here to stay. Hello and welcome back to TBR. Ahead of the inaugural road running championships this coming weekend in Riga, Latvia, we sat down with one of the team helping to bring it all together, Alfred's Happiness. As part of the communications and marketing team, he is well placed to help shed some light on the story they are aiming to tell for this very first staging of a World Road Championships. In this conversation, we touch on his own running, how the event came to be, the scale of logistics involved, and we run through the elite fields who will be competing over the half marathon, 5k and mile. With multiple record holders in the field and newly ratified records expected to fall, it's going to be an amazing day of competition. Let's get into the conversation. Alfred, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Really excited to get to know a little bit more about you and get to know a lot more about the inaugural, the very first World Road Running Championships. Really excited for this event, which is fast approaching, just over two weeks to go. But before we get into that, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better. So maybe to kick things off with, maybe you can introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about your running story and, and how you came to be involved in this championship event. Thank you for having me. Happy to be on the show. Um, yeah, so about me, I've pretty much run my whole life. I started running when I was 10 or so years old, started with track and field as kids usually do, did sprints, then uh, did middle distances later on, um, stopped running after I graduated high school, but then I sort of came back to road running um, because it was always my life sort of bucket list thing to do to run a marathon and I wanted to do the big one first which is New York um so I started um yeah I actually approached a Latvian Olympian uh Ilona Mathele uh who ran the uh, Rio Olympic marathon um and she agreed to train me so I tried started training with her um a year out from New York that actually went really well I wanted to do a uh, sort of dip below three hours, manage that with time to spare, um, run 2.48 my first marathon, and then sort of cut the running, running bug. And now I'm going for the big six. Um, so yeah, currently two down, uh, Chicago to come this year and going for the big six. And that's pretty much it. Oh, wow. Okay. So you, you've fully been caught by the marathon bug. Now, before we hit record, I was actually asking you how training's been going, but you, you ran a, a half marathon recently and it, it went, went pretty well for you, right? Yeah, I didn't really expect it. Um, but training for Chicago, I ran a training marathon uh, last weekend in Tallinn, Estonia, and run 113.37, which is... I sort of managed to uh, get the top 10 in Latvia in the half marathon this season. So very happy with that. As you should be. That's an incredible result. Congratulations. Well, clearly you're a fan of the roads. So no better individual to be helping with the storytelling and, and event organization and bringing this world running uh, world road running championships uh, to fruition for the first time. So what exactly is your role within the event and... How did the idea of this championship, this world championship event come to be? Um, yeah, it really has come full circle for me. Um, 
super happy to be in this position exactly because it's just my place to be um, and I feel like I fit in perfectly. Um, yeah, so what I do for the event is I work in the marketing communications team. Um, I take care of the communications, uh, social media, um, and all of that stuff. Um, there are so many details I won't get into, but yeah, marketing communications mainly. Um, and about the idea, it obviously comes from Worldletics side. Um, as we're co-organizers, we're the, I come from the Riga LOC um, and Worldletics is um, taking part of the um, event as a whole. Um, yeah, I guess how this came to be is historically there were the uh, World Half Marathon Championships that were a yearly event. Um, and then uh, the last event happened in 2020, uh, the year of the pandemic um, in Gdynia, Poland. And then sort of with innovation and with the uh, one to sort of also uh, give limelight to the 5K and the Road Mile, which is a new event altogether. Um, yeah, this this came to be as a whole to sort of join these three championships together. Um, and we're very happy to actually win the pitch, um, win the nomination to host the first ever uh, World Road Running Championships as a city as small as Riga on the global stage. Um, we're super exuberant. What was the pitch for Riga? Can you remember what was involved in that? How, how did you position it to to World Athletics as to why Riga was the place to be to host this championship? Oh, we really went all out for that. <laughs> um, I think there were 13 major cities um, sort of running for, for the nomination and uh, we managed to win. Um, we did a sort of unordinary thing we actually created a web page. Um, instead of it being a pitch, we start, uh, created a web page, uh, a functioning web page that sort of got all the text that uh, that we needed to touch upon. Um, and one big thing that um, we sort of really wanted to implement and um, set, sort of accentuate was the mass start for uh, participation element. Um, because the team I come from, uh, we're organizing the uh, yearly event that is Rimi Riga Marathon, uh, biggest, uh, biggest marathon in the North Europe. Um, and that's sort of the team. It's the same team behind this World Road Running Championships in Riga uh, that we're organizing the Rimi Riga Marathon. So we have a big background in mass race uh, organization. And yeah, we're, we're, we're naturals in this. So this is really our strong, a strong suit. So yeah, it came from that. I love that. And, and within, within Riga, within, in Latvia, is it, is it a running city? Is, is there a big kind of running community within Riga that's going to be welcoming these athletes when they start arriving in two weeks time? Oh yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, Rumi Riga Marathon each spring as it takes, usually takes place in May. Um, is a huge event. The whole city comes out to cheer. And um, yeah, so we're really happy to sort of bring the world-class field to Riga as well. Not only the mass participation, but for the first time ever, uh, the Baltics are seeing this elite of a field uh, come to come to participate and come to compete for the world champion titles. And quite the field as well. And we'll get into that because there is, there's a lot of world record holders that are going to be descending on Riga very, very soon. But I'm curious. So you've, you've won the bid. You've been successful. 
what's the next step? How, how does one sort of start organizing something of this scale? So you've got three different disciplines here. You've got a, a, a whole gamut of international athletes coming in. Like it must be the biggest kind of logistical head scratcher ever. Yes and no, <laughs> um, because uh, as I mentioned, we do have the background of organizing Rumi Riga Marathon yearly. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, Rumi Riga Marathon has one more distance, um, uh, like like distance-wise, uh, because we also have the full marathon. So we actually technically have more work for Rumi Riga Marathon <laughs> than, uh, than for the World Road Running Championships, because we don't have the marathon here. Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> that that aside... Um, obviously, it's uh, a lot of work because there are um, two sort of elements here. We have the elite fields and we have the mass races. Um, so we have to combine and make that work uh, smoothly. Um, so that was the main challenge. But I think we're doing very well with that um, because we also moved the program to be a one-day event instead of two days event as it was originally planned uh, to sort of accommodate broadcasting needs and all of that so uh, the whole world can watch the first ever world rolling championships wherever they are um, as well and see all the elite action. Wow okay I didn't realize that it happens all in one day we were talking about logistical heavy lifting that 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 seems like a sort of stage manager's sort of Maybe not a nightmare, but a, a, certainly a challenge. So how does the day unfold? What's the first race that sort of begins? And then how does the action follow suit? And how do you weave in the the mass participation element as well? Yeah, so um, we have a great team behind working behind the scenes. And so it's, it, it, it will go smoothly. Um, but yeah, the day starts with the mass races for the 5K and the road mile. Um, we're any recreation runner can really take on the same courses the elite will in a couple of minutes time afterwards so um, then we have the women's five kilometers elite uh, starting uh, right after the men's 5k elite starts and then we have the women's and men's road mile races respectively um, and as the courses sort of overlap, we have do have technical things we have to take care of in, in a very short amount of time. But um, I'm I'm I have full trust in our team to uh, sort of do this perfectly without any issues. And right after that, um, so what the fun so, sort of thing is, the half marathon mass race will start together with the half marathon men's elite. So men's elite runs and right after uh, at the same time at the same start time the mass race participants follow suit wow okay lots of spinning plates there so so it's 5k first then the mile and then is that is the half marathon a little bit later on that same day yeah the half marathon is uh, right after the road mile uh men's elite so women's elite run and then in 45 minutes time the masses and the men's elite start so it's a tight schedule yeah oh tight schedule for you but for people watching that is going to be like non-stop action i love that i've just sort of strap in and you're going to see so many different sort of road disciplines kind of flowing after each other it's going to be really exciting to watch so let's get into the elite side of competition let's start with the longest distance first let's get let's get the longest rep out of the way and then we'll kind of wind down to the to the shorter faster stuff so 
Half marathon, who are some of the people to be looking out for from the elite side of competition? I know you've got a few uh, world champs who are going to be coming to toe the line. Who, who should we be looking out for? Oh, yeah, we're super excited about the fields that were announced a bit earlier this week. Um, we've got runners over the all three distances for men's and women's sides from 57 different countries all across the world. Um, yeah, altogether, I think it's 347 athletes coming to Riga. Um, that's super exciting. So there's a lot to unpack. But for, um, I guess we can start with the women's half marathon because it will also start first in the day uh, from the half marathons. Um, we do have Paris Yip Churcher from Kenya, the Olympic marathon champion, and also the reigning champion over the half marathon from 2020. So um, she's here to defend her title. Um, she's also the women's only world record holder. Um, so, yeah, the field. <laughs> I, I've only mentioned one name and the field already sounds impressive. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, um, we also have Kenya's uh, Kimais, the world leader over the half marathon this year. Um, Ethiopia's Gebra Salama, the cross-country silver medalist mm -hmm. from, uh, from earlier this year. And we also have USA's Sarah Hall and European 5,000 meter champion Kloster Halfen from Germany. Wow. Yeah, it's packed. What a packed field. So the, the the instant question that all runners immediately want to know is, what's the course like? What's the course profile like? Is is it a fast course for the half marathon? Yeah, it's a flat course. It's a fast course. The only challenge and the only incline there really is are the two bridges. One right at the start, which runners won't really feel because it's literally the fir first 400 meters or so. Um, and then the second bridge, which is the Bunch Bridge, it will come uh, a bit later in the distance um, in the race. But uh, I don't think it's going to be too much of a challenge because what the sort of benefit of racing in Riga and on the 1st of October is the weather is going to be cool. Mm. And in, if there is no strong wind, there's going to be quick times in Riga. I mean, we never know with championship races, of course, but there's a possibility to run really quick times in Riga. And obviously being a GB-based podcast, I would be remiss if I didn't shout out the women elite athletes from our home nation who are also going to be towing the line. Abby Donnelly, Clara Evans, Samantha Harrison and Callie Thackeray entered from Team GB. And on the men's side of things, we have Mohamed Mohamed, Johnny Meller and Jack Rowe. Mohamed Mohamed and Jack Rowe, an incredible performance at the big half about two weeks ago. So from the men's elite side of things on the half marathon... Who have you got to also get excited about that we should be looking out for? Um, yeah, we have just a stronger field, if not stronger for the men's side, um, because we also have the reigning champion uh, from 2020, the half marathon champion, Jacob Kablimo of, mm. from Uganda. So he's defending his title in Riga. Um, Ethiopia's um, Mekonen and Kenya's uh, Daniel Simiu Ebenyo, who's in great shape. He's the recent 10,000 meter silver medalist from Budapest. Um, and yeah, from, from Europeans, we obviously have uh, the recent uh, GB uh, winner, Jack Rove, and the five kilometer uh, European record holder, Jimmy Gressier of France. Ah, Jimmy Gressier as well. Love Jimmy Gressier. God. So yeah, he's a lovable character. Yeah, he's a he's a character, and I think that's that's always an exciting proposition. I think for for athletics fans, 
you just prompted something actually just just when we think about putting together fields because it is an effort to put together fields and i think considering where this event comes within the season as well because obviously we've just had the the world athletics championships it's been a busy sort of an exciting summer season and we're coming towards the end of it for for an event that's brand new going back to that idea of pitching like when riga was pitching to to host it how do you position it to to the athletes to to get them to to come over and and want to compete at events like this it always comes down to world championship medals mm. that's no one can take away from you if you got a medal you've got the medal for life um world records come and go but the medals are here to stay um and if you have a chance to compete for a medal i think you're going to take it i mean obviously the season's ha- season has been packed it started with cross country earlier on the year uh the world marathon majors especially if we're talking half marathoners um all the uh, majors uh, in the spring also the upcoming majors that are berlin uh this this next next weekend um and uh chicago and new york coming later on season still um and budapest was just now and the diamond league final is this weekend um the season's incredibly packed um but if we're looking um at the schedule um obviously there are names that haven't entered for the races because they're preparing for next season which is an olympic year and that's understandable but we're super happy because the main names have come to race in Riga and have entered um so it's going to be um a challenge to get these titles it's not going to be an easy win for anyone and that's what we love is good competition and you're absolutely right a championship medal is a championship medal and these elite athletes are competitive individuals and I imagine they can't turn away that that opportunity. So even more impressive with this lineup that you've put together. Okay, so half marathon done. Let's move down a distance to, to, to 5K. So this episode uh, will be going out on a Saturday morning where many people in the UK and across the world will be going out for their 9am park run. We, we normally go live about two hours before park run starts so people can get a little bit of inspiration before they lace up for their 5k. But the individuals who'll be doing the 5k in Riga at the elite side will be running a, a little bit faster than what I normally do my park run in. So uh, <laughs> let's start with the with the women. Who have we got to, to look out for in the elite side of competition there for the 5k? Um, yeah, as you mentioned before, five out of the six uh, events will have world record holders in the field. And um, and yeah, the 5K is no exception because we'll have the uh, women's mixed race world record holder from Ethiopia, um, Taye. Um, also, uh, the recent uh, gold medalist in Bathurst in the cross-country championships this year, Beatrice Chibet from Kenya who also medaled in Budapest and Oregon previously um, over the 5,000 meters. So we know she's in superb form. Um, yeah, the Olympic steeplechase champion, Peru Chamutai from Uganda. And a name I really want to sort of uh, bring out from the field is Nozomi Tanaka of Japan, because she's doing an incredible double. She has confirmed that she's doing both the five kilometers and the road mile in Riga with just 70 minutes between the, both events. So um, it really blows my mind that she's up for the challenge and I will love to see it because she's in 
in incredible uh, form. She smashed Japan's national record in 5,000 meters. And she's also competed in the mile um, this this fall. So, yeah, that that's going to be a name to watch out. Wow, great shout. So she's got 17 minutes to... 17 but yeah 17 oh okay okay that that's why i initially sort of gasped i was like 17 wow but still 70 after a hard 5k is is not a great deal of time but national record holder in japan for the 5000 meters wow that is going to be so exciting how exciting to watch to to lace up and then go again in the mile all right well we'll definitely be definitely be looking out for for her and uh, on the women's side of things for, for for GB as well, we've got the incredible Verity Ockerson. She's been on the show a number of times, really excited. She just had an incredible run um, to qualify up in uh, up in, in Newcastle a couple of weeks ago as well. So really excited to see what she can do over that distance. Okay, the men's side of things, who are we looking out for in the 5K? Uh, oh yeah, this field is <laughs> super packed <laughs> because three out of the fourth, fastest men in history are lining uh, up in the 5k um, it's the world record holder Berihu Aragavi from Ethiopia uh, his compatriot Yomif Kielcha who just also won the half marathon of the Great North Run uh, in the UK and also Kenya's Nicholas Cape Courier um, yeah it's it's gonna be action-packed it's super exciting Oh, super exciting and with the 5k course this is I, i'm up i've looked a little bit on the course matt is parts of it shared with the with the half marathon uh course as well does it have a similar kind of favorable profile um yes absolutely um it has both the bridges i mentioned before um it sort of overlaps the start and the finish are the same for both the half marathon and the 5k. Mm -hmm. um, and we know the course is fast because our uh, Latvian runner, Agata Tsaune, who uh, sort of uh, came into limelight at the Budapest World Championships when she um, front run her efforts to run in the final of the women's 5,000 meters. She set the Latvian record over five kilometers this spring in Riga Marathon on the course. So we know the course is fast. They know it's fast. Home home athletes know we've got we've got that primary evidence. We know it's a quick course. Okay, so let's go to the fastest event of the championships, the mile. And I think the mile is particularly interesting because it's only recently been ratified as a world record distance. And there are two um current records that are standing from the US mile championships both very quick times, but there's a real kind of strong belief that there's potential for those times to fall within the mile event at Riga as well. So let's start, let's start with the women. Who have we got to look out for? Who do you think has got a good chance of maybe readjusting those times that have only recently become world records? As you mentioned, the world uh, record for the first time has been set and the marker is Good, but knowing the quality of the field that's coming to Riga, I think it's sort of a given that the world record is going to fall. Uh, I mean, we never know, but we really hope so. Um, because um, first and foremost, we have Faith Kipiegon, the queen of track and field herself, coming to race in Riga. Uh, she's a multiple world and Olympic champion. And also she's having the season of her life because she's set three world records already this year and looking to um, add this fourth one to her collection as she has 
stated herself. Um, but yeah, she already run the world uh, mile record in the stadium. So what's to stop her from doing so on the roads in Riga? Dariba Welpeji from Ethiopia will join her. She's the world 1500 meter silver medalist. Um, her compatriot Hailu um, and Jess Hull from Australia, both ranked in the top eight of all time in the mile. And as well, Beatrice Chipkovic from Kenya, the world record holder in the 3,000 meter steeplechase. And she also recently set the 2,000 meter steeplechase world best mark. So we know that she's also in stellar form. Love Faith. We absolutely love Faith Kipriego and such a legend. But like you say, it's not it's not a done deal. You know, there's there's a, there's some stiff competition there to make it to make it interesting. And I'm sure it will be. And I know we've talked a lot about the. The, the sort of profiles for the other two, but I was looking at the at the mile, and am I right that after after like there's one turn, and then it's pretty much like a gradual kind of downhill for the mile? Is there like a slight, ever so slight descent for the mile? Is it quite a quick mile? Yeah, so the course is a bit of like a U shape. Mm -hmm. So there are two right turns. Um, there's a straight from the start, then there's a turn to the right uh, with a slight, slight, ever so slight incline. So that's the hardest part a bit before the halfway mark that the athletes have to manage then there's a right turn to the sort of main street that runs through riga mm -hmm. the biggest one uh, certainly and then down to the uh monument of freedom which is the finish line of the uh road mile and there is a slight slight sort of decline there uh, so the finishing straight is gonna be fast all the way to the Monument of Freedom. And I love that. It's such a runner's thing of like any kind of decline. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> if, even if it's like point, point third of a degree, we will take Especially it. Especially when it's hurting because you know it's going to hurt at the finish of the mile. Yeah. Yeah. All out suffering for 1609 meters. I mean, yeah. And it's such a, such a marvelous distance to watch and to, to watch elite athletes race. And Sarah McDonald will be will be representing Team GB in amongst that stacked field. The current record, yet yeah, 4.27, Nikki Hiltz. They hold that at the moment. But yes, I'm sure, fingers crossed, that will be smashed. So looking over to the men's side of things. So the men's one at the moment is at 4.01. That's another US athlete, Sam Prekel, who holds that record. Is he coming back to Riga? Is he going to be in that field as well? Yes, he's coming to Riga to sort of have a chance of holding his own world record, um, which we also hope is going to be better than Riga. Uh, whether it's Sam or someone else, we're have to, we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, from the men's field, uh, as the previously mentioned Sam Prackle of USA, his compatriot, Hobbs Kessler, who's in great form this season as well. Ethiopia's Tedesa Lamy, uh, Kenya's Reynold Chariot and his compatriot Monguti. Really, um, six seasons best only on the road mile this year have been registered on courses that sort of eligible for, for the uh, results to be set in. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we have had other mile races on the roads as well. Um, the recent Fifth Avenue mile, which uh, Josh Curve won, um, but since it's a straight line uh, road mile, it doesn't qualify for either the world record or for um, these times. But yeah, it's going to be an exciting race to watch because this is the first year the world record has been set. And obviously, if there's a world record, there's additional monetary um, 
prize uh, ex at the end of the race. So um, whoever sets the world record, they also get that. A payday is a payday at the end of the day. A, a, a nice check is always is always welcome for 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 runners. And I think that's it's quite an interesting point that because I think uh, you know the, there's some like real big names who are coming, but there's also a lot of younger athletes from other nations who are coming to compete at this stage for the first time. And I think that's probably a, an additional kind of positive about this championship is it's a great opportunity for younger athletes who may not have had that opportunity yet to come and compete at this stage experience what this level of competition is like just looking at the the men's mile for the team gb callum elson who's had a cracking season his times just keep coming down in the 1500 he's going to be competing for gb in the mile and i, I know he's a bit of a plucky racer as well so i'll be interested to see what what he does on the day but i think that's just a great example of of the younger athletes who are who are coming through and getting this opportunity to experience an event like this. And it's the first time this event is happening. Hopes for the future. Do you think it might grow and expand? I mean, we were talking a lot about the marathon distance at the beginning of this conversation. There, There is an argument, would the marathon distance ever be included within this? It is a road running event, or do you think it will stay with the, with the World Athletics Championships? I think that's a question uh, for the World Athletics team. They'll have to see how successful these championships are. Um, and yeah, the next sort of destinations for these champs have also been announced for 2025 and 2026. Um, so San Diego taking 25 and Copenhagen, uh, which already has hosted the World Half Marathon Championships previously, hosting the event in 26. So I think um, the World Athletics will have to look at these um, championships and see how successful they are, sort of think whether they want to include the marathon um, here as well, because it's sort of like a two-edged sword, because as you know, the half marathon runners and marathon runners often overlap. And if you were to sort of put these two distances together, um, you'll you will be robbing someone of the chance to run both these events and possibly medal in both these events. Mm. I'm not necessarily saying that um, that's what these athletes always do, but there is this sort of possibility to do that. And I think from my perspective, I want to see the best field in each event. And if we can see the best possible field in the World Championships marathon race, and we can see the best possible uh, field in the half marathon. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think, and I think the 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 stronger, the more densely packed, and the more kind of an exciting proposition a field is from a spectator's point of view. That helps with the sort of success and growth of an event. And I think that is something to really sort of underline. Is is something being a success is ultimately what helps breed and build the sport and and, and elevate it. And um, I didn't realize the the two other destinations that had been. Uh, announced San Diego, maybe maybe a touch far for this podcast, but uh, Copenhagen. I know the Copenhagen half marathon is happening uh, imminently as well, and I'd blooming love a reason to to go over to Copenhagen. I think that would be uh, an exciting uh, proposition. Now we touched on it earlier, and um, the mass participation element of it. Why do you think, and why was it for you an important reason to include that as part of the kind of narrative of, of, of the day to have that element kind of running throughout all of this elite level competition? Yeah, it's super important that we also include the masses because, because at the end of the day, 
we want the sport to grow. And what we're seeing, especially after the pandemic, which was a pain um, for everyone because everything was locked down, you couldn't do anything. And what it did for the sport is it actually grew it because road running became popular because you couldn't do anything. So you laced up your shoes and you went out for a run. And this is sort of how a lot of new runners came to uh, to race in road mile events, in park runs, as you mentioned, which are immensely popular over the UK. Um, yeah, so this is really growing the sport. And if you see the chance to sort of participate in an event where you can line the same uh, starting line as your sort of athletes that you follow on the TV and see them in per- person, see them race in person, it really just adds to the sport. It inspires you to continue training, to continue running, to stick with it. Um, yeah, I think it's really a good thing for the sport to grow both the road running and expand out of this sort of bounds that is the traditional athletics uh, in the stadium. I love that. Yeah, and it, absolutely. And inspiration is is key for the sort of perpetuation and continuation of the, of this sport that we loved. Now, you mentioned the TV and another element of success is eyeballs on screen. So we've kind of gone through all of the elite fields, all of this fantastic competition. Where can people watch it who can't maybe make it to to Riga to be able to see the athletes up close? How can we see this uh, on the TV? It's going to be broadcast all across the world. I think technical details on who's broadcasting will be available um, next week or so on the Worldletics website and Riga website. So um, follow us on social media, uh, WA Riga 23 uh, to sort of get the latest on uh, all the data and also how you can follow the championships. Um, yeah, I guess that's, that's it. But one main thing I have to sort of plug here, um, you can still register because registration is open for the mass races until the 29th of September. And there is still a chance because we know, okay, half marathon might be a struggle if you haven't prepared for it, but anyone can run a 5k or a mile. Okay. Okay. Listeners. Well, if you fancy a trip to, to Riga and maybe your legs are still feeling fresh, it's a compelling ar- argument, Alfred. You, you can, you can run a 5k with, you know, with little sort of recovery. I didn't realize the entries were still open. Whatever you fancy it and you want to go down and use that as an excuse to participate in an event and then maybe see some of the people we've talked about up close, I'll pop all of those relevant links for you to find out all the information, including the broadcast details as well in in today's show notes. And that feels like a, oh, a compelling offer. Oh, I'm tempted now. Oh, may, maybe. <laughs> Riga is also so beautiful this time of year. The leaves are turning... Uh, all shades of colors so yeah it's going to be hopefully a sunny warm uh but not so warm mm-hmm. sort of sunny cool uh autumn day oh fantastic well i'm really looking forward to it and that feels like a lovely note to to end our conversation on alfred thank you so much for coming on for for running through what sounds like an incredible event and all the elite athletes that'll be involved with it but thank you for coming on and being such a brilliant guest on the big run thank you for the invitation my pleasure A big thank you to Alfred for coming on the show and 
Keen listeners may well have spotted, yes, this was recorded a couple of weeks ago and was originally scheduled to go out on Saturday morning. However, there was a certain little running race that happened in Germany over the weekend, so I thought we put it out on Monday so that the spotlight now shines on Riga with the championship fast approaching. And by the looks of it, you can still enter as well. So if you fancy a last-minute trip to Riga and want to share the roads with all those elite competitors we were talking about, then there is still time. And I'll also put the links on where you can watch the competition on your TV as well in today's show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you are enjoying the podcast. More episodes to come. And if you are, give us a review from wherever you get your podcast from as it helps the show. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll see you next time on The Big Brum. Mm-hmm.